All right, man. Guys, uh, welcome back. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Uh, have a fun chat today. Um, I am on the line with a listener and an Instagram follower, and uh, we were DMing back and forth, chatting a little bit, and had some questions about a lawn program, and he's taking some uh, his application test coming up. Uh, and so what I figured was, instead of me just answering on Instagram, we would add some value, hopefully, to our audience and uh, hop on a phone call. So my friend, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us about your business, business name, and what you got going on. Hey guys, uh, my name is Alexis Ariaga. Uh, the business name is Ariaga Lawn Maintenance. Uh, we're kind of just a maintenance business, just wanting to add the fertilizer and uh, weed control just so we can become like that full one-stop shop. Um, we're based in West Des Moines, Iowa, just a suburb of the capital here. Um, kind of neighbors with Corey Ballard there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, other than that, yep, wonderful um weather we've been having can't complain cool man cool all right and so pronounce your full name for us one last time my name is alexis ariaga alexis ariaga well i know i know off air you gave me like four names so i was like i I didn't want to make i didn't want to mess it up (laughs) yeah let's just go with the shortest one exactly cool alexis man well i appreciate you uh making it work brother all right so what uh, what can we help you with? What do you want to chat about first? I know you sent me a picture of your lawn program. Do you want to dive into that, or what are you thinking? Yeah, why not? I have my test here on like three days from now, so I kind of want to make sure um, my brain is warm on that subject. Cool, cool. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. You're taking it. I, have you just been studying? You're doing the three B in general. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm, we're going to, at the moment, I'm going to do the, um, just the turf stuff because mm-hmm. I kind of just wanted to help me push through the, in the field stuff. I don't, I don't want to be spraying long for forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. A, I get it, man. I get it. So, okay. So what, uh, what is your business like now? Are you primarily mowing? Um, do you do some landscaping and you're just trying to add to that? What are you thinking? Yeah, so currently about um, half of our revenue is mowing. Just yeah. mow, straight mowing, uh, trimming, edging, and blowing, you know, that whole dealio. And yep. then the remainder is um, we do a little bit of landscaping like mulch and, and rock and then just some edging. Cool. Um, we don't really do like walls. Um, any type of retaining walls or stuff that would not take more than a day. I don't really yeah. like to get tangled up in that just because we're still, we're only a year and a half old. So, okay, cool. Um, it's still kind of a part time thing. Yeah, yeah. No worries, man. No worries. Okay. Well, that gives me a little feel for what you're looking. I mean, and cause the answers will change, you know, if, if you wanted to do this full time or you were trying to get to 500 accounts and only do fertilizing and weed control, the answers can change a little bit, but what questions do you have here? And just so our listeners know, um, he has sent me just like a six step program. Looks like you're, you're going to be doing primarily granular with some spot spraying. Um, 
Is there any questions you have offhand or do you want to go uh, app by app and ask questions? You, I'll let you guide this thing. I want to make sure we, we help you however we can. Yeah, so I, I think for me it would be like the timing. I In the, um, the subjects and the books, there's no like specific yeah. time, when to apply and when would be the best or the best combinations. I just feel like that would be something you learn. So that would be my main question, you know, like timing. Yep. How do you know when to apply and when is it too late or when you shouldn't apply, you know? Good questions. So it'll vary app by app and every year that you do it, you're going to get a little better feel for when you need to be switching to the next application and what you need to be putting down right now. Cause there, I mean, I've been doing it now a decade and each year has been slightly different. So there's kind of a rolling window that you want to aim for. Um, but there are little, little weather patterns that affect stuff, changes that happen. You know, we, we had to completely switch, um, almost by an entire month when we were putting our grub control down. And so there's, there's little things that you'll have to get used to. Um, but I will say just as a good rule of thumb, every app you need to, you need to be doing for about four to six weeks. So I see here your step, your step one, you've got March and April. That's perfect. But you're probably only going to go from about March 1st through April 15th. Okay. Yep. And I can say this with, with a lot of confidence because your, your guys is, I mean, you, you have a little cooler temperatures, but for the most part, your, your weather and weather patterns reflect what we have here in Kansas city. Um, Oh, yeah. So first step, March to April 15th. Now, you're putting down pre-emergence. So what's the main indicator of that? It's soil temperature. So once soil temperature reaches about 52 degrees, crabgrass is going to start popping up and germinating. So if you get out really, really early and you're getting some pushback from clients, you can tell them, hey, I know this seems early, but we're putting a barrier over the soil that is going to keep that stuff from germinating and coming up, keeping any grassy weeds from germinating coming up. Cause once the soil reaches 52 degrees, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Crabgrass is going to germinate and begin to come up. Um, that is what we want to prevent, right? Yep. Yep. And so whenever you start to talk, like get into the community with some of the turf heads, they'll all start to say like, Oh, the soil temperatures, this, Oh, it's that. Um, and, there, there's other things like when the forsythia blooms, um, you know, crabgrass is on its okay. way. Um, but if you get, if you get your, your first round of pre-emergence done by March, end of March, you're going to be perfectly fine. Um, we do, we do split apps. So our app one has a split app of pre-emergence and our app two has a split app of pre-emergence in there. Um, that way we're hitting it twice and we're, we're getting coverage all the way through May on pre-emergence. Okay. Yeah. So a split app would just be half the rate yep. of a full. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. So we would do, we would do that right. app one and then app two. Um, now the thing for us though is by app two, you're getting into the growth season. So grass is starting to grow. Broadleaf weeds are starting to pop up. So at that time we do, we do switch to liquid applications by round two. Okay. Yep. Um, so would you, go ahead. 
say that as like my the first year would would you say investing in equipment for liquid would be the way to go or just to kind of push through this year with granular um how many clients do you think you're gonna have uh i'd say 50 okay okay yeah um you're 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 right at the tipping point where you you may want um a small 100 gallon spray tank that that would be nice um or even a 200 gallon spray tank. But it honestly, it depends on your personal goals. Like if you're just doing this as an upsell for your existing clients and you're not planning on getting a guy with a full route of 300 to 500 clients doing only this, then then I would say what you're doing might might get you through the first couple of years. You know, doing okay. doing granular and some spot spraying. But it, that that's up to you. I do know... Um, as a benefit to the client, you get a lot more value when you switch to liquid and you can blanket spray the whole lawn. Uh, you just reduce callbacks. You're hitting weeds that you can't even see yet. Um, you're getting thorough, you're getting thorough coverage. So it's a a lot better benefit to the client when you can blanket spray, uh, during the growth season. Um, and then it's obviously a lot more efficient for you. You're not having to walk around the whole lawn spot spraying, spot spraying your life away. Oh yeah. Probably not that fun. Mm-mm. Okay, sounds good. So we have to look into that for sure and the cost. And if, if I truly want to like get to that, you know, couple hundred customers. Yep. But um, let's see here. On on step two, would you say you would you want to apply something that's heavy in nitrogen or lower in the nitrogen just because it's already growing very much or what would you say? I would say you can still go heavy nitrogen there. Um, You can, you can probably put out something that's a 18 to 20 nitrogen. So you'll get something that says like 18.25 or 25.25 and you can still get away with that. Um, But on your step two, you have May through June um, I would switch that. So you're going to go step one is March to April 15th. Step two is going to be April 15th through May. Okay. Um, you don't want to be going heavy okay. nitrogen into late June. So switch that a little bit. Your step, your step two will go through May and then your step three will go, uh, June through mid July. June through mid-July, perfect. And then that's when kind of things start heating up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So you'll back off of that. And that's when we switch to a a more slow release, low nitrogen, and then we do more micronutrients. Um, that way you're not having to worry about burning the lawn. So your step three and your that. step four will be slow release, low nitrogen, um, and then higher micronutrients. Looks like you have um, something on step four with higher iron in it. So th- that's that's perfect. All right, sounds good. And then, what do those um, micronutrients do for the lawn? Um, it so normally in your soil, you're going to have like there's going to be nutrients that that plant is drawing from. It's just enhancing that. And so whenever you have 
readily available nutrients, it's going to draw into the root system, feed up into the grass blades. Now, each new, each micronutrient is going to benefit it differently. Um, that's where you'll just have to look into like your local vendor, what they have. If you want to send us a picture um, of whatever you buy, we can kind of vet it, but it's, okay. it would literally be like, um, I'm trying to think here trying to think of a good correlation. Um, but you just like there, there is active nutrients in the soil. And so what you're trying to do is enhance that turf's ability to grow and look very dark, lush, green grass, um, its ability to strengthen the root system. And so micronutrients will just help that. And it'll, it'll enhance the ability for that grass to grow and it will enhance the ability for that root system to become like really thick and fibrous and start to like naturally outcompete those weeds. Okay. Yeah. That's what we want. Especially if we're mowing their lawn, you know, yep. cause then it just, and people like having their lawn look, you know, great. Yeah. Yep. So, and it's a great marketing piece. So yep. Yep. sounds good. So we kind of got first couple apps scheduled down. Um, let's see here. Do you have any more questions on step four, five, or six? Uh, just, just so you know, like steps one and two will be high nitrogen. Steps five and six will be high nitrogen. Three and four is when you will back off of it. Um, here in okay. our area, K-State recommends an average of about six pounds of nitrogen per thousand square feet on a lawn over the course of the entire year. And so if you look, you know, one and two may be a little bit over one pound of nitrogen per thousand square feet. Um, and then step three and four might be a little under that. And then step five and six okay. will be a little over that. But on average, you're looking for a pound per thousand square feet per app. Does that make sense? Okay, and then how would you um, calculate that? Like, let's say you have a twenty-one ten and a fifty-pound bag. How would you um, get that measurement? That's a good question. That's a good question. So um, you will look at. I'm trying to make sure this makes sense for you. Um, say you have a a bag that says thirty something on it. Thirty. 10, five or whatever the number is. That number um, is technically out of a hundred. All right. So I hope I'm, I'm telling you this okay. correctly, but so that number should be out of a hundred. So technically it will be 15 pounds of nitrogen in that bag. Does that make sense? Sounds good. Okay, so you've got 15 pounds of nitrogen in that bag. Now you know that bag does a certain amount of square feet, right? So you're okay. going you're going to divide 15 pounds by the amount of square feet. So let's just say for simple numbers' sake, you got a bag that was 24 as the nitrogen number. So technically, there would be 12 pounds of nitrogen in that bag. That bag that we do does about 12,000 square feet. So for number's sake, this will be easier. So that's a one-to-one -one ratio. So that means that will spread one pound 
per thousand square feet. Okay. And that's what you want. Yes. Yes. But you want to be, you're, you're fine with being a little over that. Cause again, remember midsummer, you're going to be a little under one pound per thousand square feet. Perfect. Does it, are are you tracking with me on how I got there? We all yep, like so. at Green again, we always back everything down to per thousand square feet. So you want to know whatever that number is, how much is it per thousand square feet? We're putting down four pounds of product out of that bag per thousand square feet. So if you take 50 pounds in that bag and you divide it by four pounds, per thousand square feet, that's like 12,500 square feet that that bag will cover. Okay. Right. And you would want to bring it down to that thousand square feet just for easier yes. calculation. Yep. Yep. And then that way you can track everything. Um, I mean, and, and then what's easy for you is whenever you switch to liquid and you're kind of used to that mindset, whenever you start to add to a Z spray or a, uh, steel green piece of equipment or one of Toro's riding spreaders, like, you know, per thousand square feet, what you're looking for. And so you can always calibrate each new okay. piece of equipment you add. Yeah. And then actually going right off of that, um, calibration as well. How do you on a, um, I have a, uh, a commercial like spreader. So it's not like the, the Scots ones that have like the dial, it just has like four settings and you, and you either do that or, and that's the only choices you have. How would I calibrate something like that? Yep. That's a good question. You have to, you have to measure off for granular, like you'll eventually get to the point where it's kind of a feel thing. You've done so many lawns. You just keep track of how many bags you use after a couple lawns and just double check it. But to start off, you really need to measure off, you know, 2000 square feet and then maybe 5,000 square feet and actually test it. So, um, I would recommend though, eventually getting like a, a Lesco spreader, um, that has bigger, a, a bigger tire radius. That's going to be easier on you to push. Um, and it's going to hold more product. So you're going to be able to dump, you know, half a bag or even an entire bag in there and know, okay, this entire bag is supposed to do 12,000 square feet. So if you go okay. and you measure out 6,000 square feet and you haven't put out that half bag, you know, you're underrated. Um, so it's really with granular application, it's trial and error. Um, I will tell you, I, I just did a, uh, an actual training video on how to calibrate granular, how to calibrate liquid. Um, so whenever we roll out that, I'll be sure to hit you up or you can hit us up and, and, and no. get that if you want. Um, but there's, there's always very, like you're the applicator. So as an applicator, you are the variable, like your walking speed. Um, is it, are you going uphill? Are you going downhill? Um, all the way to the point where bro, like in the mornings, like you're going to be going a lot faster. And so because you're walking faster, your application rate is going to be lighter at the end of the day, you're going to be tired. You're going to be going slower. So your, your rate is going to be higher. Um, so it's on you to make sure you're calibrating correctly. Um, and then 
There's a, so walking speed is one variable. The size of the hopper opening is the other speed. So as you set that dial, obviously the higher you set it, the bigger the opening is going to get and the more product that is going to come out. Um, so I would just set it, I, I don't know, how many settings do you have on the Scots one that you have? Oh, no, I have this, like this farm. I got it from, uh, what's called the true value. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a less coast style, but like a mini, it's only for like 40 pounds. Yeah. So yeah. It has like five, five settings. Okay. Okay. So I would, I would probably just measure off like, I don't know, 5,000 square feet and put enough product in there for 5,000 square feet and see, see where you're at and then back it up. You kind of get a feel yep, for it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, back it down or, or push it up based off of that. Um, so again, if you're looking at four pounds per thousand square feet, and you have 5,000 square feet, that's gonna be 20 pounds. So just under half a bag. You can even measure off 6,000 square feet. So that'll be 24 pounds. That'll be almost right at half a bag of fertilizer for you. Okay, and then would you say uh, the supplier for the fertilizer, um, would you recommend any brand? Or I mean, we have a type one here. Site one is good. Um, um, I mean, for what we get, uh, we go through Helena Chemical. I love Site one for a lot of things. That's just we get a a really really good bulk discount on fertilizer through Helena Chemical. Um, I'm not sure if they have one of those in okay. Des Moines. Um, if they if they have one close to you though, they will deliver um, within like 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, but I, I love the guys at Helena. I love their products. And uh, we, we do sometimes if we get in a pinch, we'll go through site one. But again, for for where we're at, they're just slightly overpriced, you know. Yep. That's just, um, yeah, location-based. Yep, yep. Already sounds good. And then going into fall, do you want a specific type of extra nutrient or more more nitrogen? I know I saw that on your Instagram story, more nitrogen. Yes. Urea, nitrogen, something like that. Maybe yep. speak a little bit on that. Okay. So um, your last app of the year, your winterizer, we do a really high urea rate. Um, it's just straight urea, 4600. Um, and all that's doing is putting a reserve of nitrogen in the soil going into those dormant months. Um, and it'll sit there and hold all winter long. Well, whenever spring comes around, they go and they cut their grass a little shorter. That nitrogen is readily available and it's sitting there in the root system and it just pops that grass green in the spring. Um, You can use a a benefit in the spring. Yes, it is a benefit in the spring. Yep. And we pitch it to our clients. You know, it's, it's an investment in next year's lawn. It's one of the most important apps of the year. It's just it's hard for the clients to visualize that because it's not like they're seeing a weed die. They're not seeing anything green up. Um, but the winterizer is very, very important. And you've just come off of a sum, two summer applications. So if you miss the fall fertilizer or the winterizer, your nitrogen rate for the entire year is not going to be where it needs to be. You know, we just got done saying okay. like on average, it's a pound, but if you skip the last two, your average is going to be way low. Okay. Well, you want to just hit for that so you can 
kind of come come up strong here in spring. Yes. Okay. Yep. It'll it'll thicken the turf up, thicken the root system up, make it more fibrous. The other thing is, is it puts so much nitrogen in there too that it thickens it up and it helps hold on for the pre-emergence the following year. You know, if you have a th- a thick, healthy root system you're not going to get as much breakthrough of crabgrass because that soil doesn't break and it doesn't break the pre-emergence barrier. Okay. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. All righty. And then, and then just backing up one more app on your app five, your fall fertilizer, just make sure the last two numbers are, are slightly higher. So you've got nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. So make sure that your phosphorus and potassium are increased for the fall fertilizer. Okay. Yep. That, that's just going to help you with, uh, with cr- uh, quick growth. So one will do top growth, one will do root growth. Um, and that's just going to help that uh, new seed that you put down. So on newly seeded lawns, if you do a higher um, phosphorus and potassium rate. It'll just help that seed germinate that much quicker. That sounds perfect. Alrighty. So yeah, that covers that. Um, and then what about the aeration and overseeding? Um, this year was our first fall actually kind of offering that to our, um, customers got a handful of those. Um, would you say the best time would be in, late September or it just depending on how the weather is? Um, so it will depend on your weather. So here's what you need to track. You need, you need two, two to four weeks for germination. And we stop, we cut our aerating and seeding off about October 15th. And that's because we need it to germinate and establish before a first big heavy frost. So okay. your season may even be in Des Moines. Um, don't quote me on this. I can ask some of the other guys. Um, I should know this, so I apologize. But you may even start like last week in August and then go, okay. th- go through like um, the first week in October and play the second week in October by year. Like just look like, hey, what's our next couple weeks forecast look like? If we see the lawn second week in October, is the client going to waste their money? Um, and then we tell the clients, Hey, anything after October 15th, we, we can't guarantee because it's a big fat question mark for weather. We don't, we don't want it to get barely up and established and it just gets smoked by a frost. Okay. Sounds good. So you really want for establishment before. Yes. Yep. Before the big frost. Yep. Yep. Make sure it's not too hot in the beginning. Um, and that's why, you know, that September to October 15th is kind of a, the sweet spot for us. It's, it's not, it's a little hot, but you know, it's, it's usually not high nighttime temperatures all the way through mid September. Usually we're, we're track, we're trending down. Um, and then by October 15th, we just, we stay away from those heavy freezes. Okay. And then actually we kind of, I kind of just kind of glazed over this. Um, the, um, the fungus and the insecticides. Yes. Um, should I take that just kind of as a um, case by case, or just apply it even if, or just try to overstep? No, that, sell it. Um, that's a really good question. Think? It's a really good question. We do not just build it in automatically for our clients. We use it as an upsell. Um, the reason is, 
It goes year by year. Last year was super bad for us with brown brown patch, fungus, disease issues. Um, so we tried to sell it to everybody. But that that goes okay. year by year and it goes client by client. Um, so we, we do try to upsell it. Now we have switched. This will be the first year. If somebody wants insecticide or fungicide, we're telling them, hey, we sell it as a program. There's, there's three applications for that. Um, and that way they're not wasting their money. I know it sounds weird, oh, okay. but if somebody just does one fungicide, it doesn't always take care of the problem. And so it's like they just, you know, pitched 90 bucks down the drain. So, um, and okay, a lot of, so a lot of the fungicide to- products only last like three weeks. So you really need to hit it three or four times anyways. Okay. And Sounds for, good. And then go, like, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was just going right, to say, so- I was just going to say we did 50% more per app on our fungicide, uh, pricing. So if it was like a $50 okay. lawn, we were charging 75. We're, we're upping that even more. Um, just because we, I mean, we're not making hardly any money on fungicide because the products are so expensive. So we're upping that to 75%. Okay. So if, a, if an app is a hundred, if an app is a hundred dollars for fertilizing weed control, we're going to, we're going to charge 175 for fungicide. Okay. Sounds yep. good. And then would, would you say, um, like just check every time you go to apply um, the normal fertilizer just to take a quick look, see if there's any, um, you know, foreseeable problems or insecticide. Yes. Uh, insects when you walk across and just take a look at that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yep. Just keep an eye on it. Um, you know, it's going to start popping up. So brown patch in our area pops up whenever nighttime temperatures get above 72 because all you need for fungus or disease is moisture and high nighttime temperatures. So whenever you start to see the combination of both of those, I would go ahead and start to tell your clients to be on the lookout for it and start to try to upsell your, your program. Um, for insecticide, I would, I would just upsell that all day, every day. Just be like, Hey, I know you do fertilizing weed control. We also offer lawn insecticide, you know, we do a minimum of three per year. Okay. And that would just be dependent on the time of the year, like which, which type of, um, insects to target or do you just use a general? Yeah. You're going to use a, um, use a general lawn insecticide. Um, uh, you'll probably get talic or tau star. So anything with the af- active ingredient by is what you'll be using. And that's just a broad spectrum insecticide. Okay. That's perfect. And that just kind of gets rid of mostly everything. Yeah. Yep. That'll, that'll pretty much cover everything. Read the label on there. Um, it has different rate uses, but you know, you do the highest rate and it's pretty much going to smoke everything. Okay. Sounds good. Do you guys do any, um, integrated pest management? I think that's what it's called. Very, we don't. Um, I know it talks a lot about that in the booklets, but we don't. Um, now we, we'll tell clients to do stuff to reduce the amount of pests that they have. You know, like how can we help naturally reduce moles, or how can we keep mosquitoes down by making sure there's no standing water anywhere, and that kind okay. of stuff. You know, keeping areas clean. Um, but no, usually you, you've got to use some. If you want to be pest free, you've got to use some sort of insecticide. 
That's just the, it's just the ugly truth. Okay, nice. <laughs> yep. That sounds right. Yeah. They always try to say, you know, we got to help the environment, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's just, that's, that's, right, that's a gover- government I, agency for you. <laughs> and then going off that, um, for, um, mosquitoes, would that just be included in the insecticide or would that be in like a fogging thing? I know I see people with the backpack blowers just going ham with that. Yeah. Um, it's a good question. You'll use, um, mosquito fogger, but you do need to make sure in your state, whatever the licensure requirement is. Usually perimeter pest, structural pest, things like that will be a different license that you need to hold. Okay. Yep. That's good to know too. Wonderful. Okay. Good deal, man. Good deal. Um, that, well, hopefully, hopefully this has helped you a little of, bit, man. I, I did want to make sure I, I'm glad you asked the question. So I wanted to make sure we helped you out properly, you know? Oh yeah. This is wonderful. I mean, just changing up the times is a huge help yep. and knowing like when to apply the heavy, the heavier fertilizer per, per yep. thousand. Yep. Um, and I know we went very high level, but, um, like I was saying earlier, you're going to learn so much year to year. So as you get into it, if you have a, a more specific question, like as you're in it, like, Hey, I know it's, uh, end of May, but I was wanting to start this round while keeping this round open, with this product, just shoot me a text or a DM. We'll we'll be happy to happy to help you and, and chat it out in the Perfect. like in real time. Alrighty, sounds good. I really appreciate that and it's been a lot of help. Cool, man. Oh, Alexis Ariaga, did I say it right? That's perfect, man. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for listening. Um, and don't be a stranger. We'll continue to DM back and forth and hold it down out there in Des Moines. Tell, uh, tell Corey to step his game up because Ariaga Lawn's coming at him. <laughs> man, I tell you what, you can't compare us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Happy for you, man. Good, good job getting your test done for real. That's a big deal. Most guys will either go about it illegally or just know that they need to offer that service and never do it. So just the fact that you're, you've studied, you got the test on the books. Um, that's a big deal. So I'm happy for you. Yeah. And actually, um, so I just, I just graduated high school this, um, past May. Dang. So I kind of still had the, still had the, um, the mentality of, you know, being at school. Smart. So, I'm glad I did it this early yep. instead of waiting because I probably would would have never done it. <laughs> People think whenever you get out of high school or college that you're done studying and learning. You you do more learning outside of school and more tests. Like it's 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 nonstop, man. If you're if you're not learning, you're not growing. So well, cool, bud. I'll I'll let you keep at it, and uh, we'll we'll chat with you soon, boss. All right, I appreciate it, Britt. All have right, a great one. All right, see you, bud.